0: And welcome to Drag Hags, the podcast where three ladies of a certain age and an extra special guest this week talk about their feelings and their opinions on RuPaul's Drag Race Season 10. I'm Jan. I'm Ren. I'm MC. And our extra special Drag Race superfan, Chris Rankin, is here too. Would you like to say hi, Chris?
1: Hi, Chris. Hello. (laughs) (laughs) You asked for that. Sorry. (laughs) Yes, I did. (laughs) Thanks for having me on. I'm really excited to be here. Uh, We are thrilled
0: to have you. Um, I know you're a huge fan. Um, I think we've talked a little bit on social media about uh, your opinions and your sort of feelings about drag and drag race in general. And you wrote a fabulous essay, which I actually had linked on our website or our Facebook page, um, talking about it from last January. So, yeah, Uh, welcome, welcome, welcome.
1: Thank you very much.
0: And this week we are talking about our Final Four episode, uh, which we are down to the Final Four. We've only got three more weeks to go uh, this week. And then next week we will have uh, the reunion show and then the big finale show and a crowning. So we're finally in the home stretch after what seems like way too many weeks.
2: Uh, and that's the result of having All-Stars like right before it, where it's just like two seasons. It's just it's so much emotion. <laughs>
0: yeah it's what like it's pretty much almost six months now yeah six months in like january yeah this is we had talked about this last week um you talked about having some feels about things do you have any favorites of the final four uh going into this chris <sighs>
1: um <laughs> my favorite in the final four would have been miss cracker um, oh yay. <laughs> yay do you know what i'm 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 really um really torn now um it for me it's between asia and aquaria I have to say um aquarius really grown on me as, as the season's gone through I, I was like oh god young person loud obnoxious instagram queen ugh, not gonna be my thing and she's she's just come out of her shell and done herself proud i think but yeah there's something there's something about asia i really like
0: yeah asia has grown on me a lot i i love her i'm, I'm sort of torn between them I'm, I'm more personally as we we discussed this last week but i'm probably between asia and uh eureka because i really 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 want a big girl to win finally but um, yeah he's grown on me i mean it, if you listen to the early podcast i think all of us were pretty much hating on her um or at least rolling our eyes a lot we still do but i think she's grown you know. less so
2: I'm yeah. actually kind of low key rooting for her at this point. If not this, then All Stars four or five.
0: Yeah, my feeling is at this point I'm I'm okay with anybody winning. I, I like all four of them. Um, so. I'm okay. It's not like some times where it's like, oh my god, how could this person even be in the top four, let alone crown? Starting with the episode, we started with the post-elimination, and yeah, we said goodbye to Miss Cracker, which made me very sad. So. And uh, the queens kind of went into the workroom. Aquaria was sad because she and Cracker finally connected, I think. And they are I know now they've been talking on social media. They're very, very close friends. So that's actually good to see. Oh, definitely.
2: Cracker's actually said that's pretty much the best thing that came out of doing drag race is the fact that she and aquaria buried the hatchet which just makes me tear
0: up yeah i, I know they're like bfs now which is just and, and she's actually uh Cracker's actually posted she wants aquaria to bring home the crown now so I, it makes me happy because you know we we got all this sort of weird producer filled uh, drama at the beginning which cracker has kind of commented on on social media also that she wasn't really happy about being set up as oh look you've still you borrowed somebody's look before anybody got to know her so i think it's good that that era has been cleared and we're kind of going forward and cameron was extremely self-deprecating as cameron is asia said she felt remorse about the thing she said about cracker which i'm, I'm glad to hear because i just thought you know, saying she wasn't a star is kind of ridiculous. I got a lot of that. Eureka kind of called Asia out on that. And so there was a lot of kind of discussion and minor drama between the four queens. So. Wasn't really any different than what we've been getting the past few weeks. You know, Cameron's hating
3: on herself. You know, Eureka's making noise of people. You know, you know, Aquaria's sort of being Aquaria and, and Asia's, you know, trying to mother everybody. So it's like, okay, this, it's now kind of getting boring because it's been kind of the same way with, you know, with, you know, the spice of cracker. Or you know whoever else was still there, but this core group has been kind of like the same ever
0: since uh, the vixen left and stopped you know bothering people. There was a little bit of claws out between Eureka and Asia, but I don't think it was like really mean spirited. But there was kind of just a little spitting back and forth. At this point, everybody wants to win and everybody's kind of like out for themselves, but not in a horrible, insane way. So the top four went into the workroom, and I, Aquarius started her Aquarian again, uh, which, which is kind of oh I'm gonna win, I'm gonna win, I'm gonna win well
2: at this point she's top four so i mean like there's a one in four chance she's right so i'm not gonna really this is fall for
1: it <laughs> there was a point when she said she was like hey you guys you guys you guys it's just it's like i was thinking about it last night and like one of us is gonna win. I was like, "But bitch, that's been true the whole fucking series. <laughs> <laughs> like for yes. one of you is always gonna win. That's the idea." <laughs> like,
0: well, sometimes I think you know, there's still like a twenty-one-year-old brain there. So yeah. you know she's kind of thinking and like, "Gosh, I suddenly figured this thing out that." People kind of like had noticed before. So then we had, uh, we found out there was no mini challenge this week and they were going directly into the maxi challenge, which was to write and record a verse of American, RuPaul's new single available on iTunes. Um, Ting. Ting.
2: I do have to call out Aquaria's boy outfit. She is giving me some like
0: figure skating, you know,
2: medalist (laughs) realness.
1: (laughs) Those are, those are some serious Cuban heels, girl. Oh yeah,
0: yeah. Th- oh, those boots were awesome. It's also as somebody who is not that tall myself, it was like, oh yeah, you know, wear those heel wear those stacked heels, get some height on you, baby. So, and they were working with Todrick Hall again, who you know, <sighs> yeah, it's Todrick. I personally would like to see Alyssa Edwards come back. I hope Alyssa. I, I would like to see Alyssa be at least you know the co head house choreographer at this point because I love Alyssa. Todrick's cool, but. Sometimes we get too much with Todrick. Also, along with working with Todrick, they were going to be on Rue's podcast, uh, What's the Tea with Rue and <coughs> Michelle. So we got to the workroom, and Aquaria was kind of bouncing off walls. She was, like, so excited. It was kind of ridiculous. It was it was endearing, though. I, I do like that she's suddenly showing this, you know, overall enthusiasm more so than just, oh, look at me, look at me. It was actually like, oh, I'm so excited to do this thing. And then we started with the recording, and they were working with Todrick and also Coomer Speck, who are the producers of the song. Um, I have no idea who they are, if anybody... Nope. Anything to no Speak up. Well, they produced Paul's Song America that, you know, that's all you need to
3: know.
2: <laughs> that's true. I am wondering why they were doing it on the freaking runway. I mean, that seems like
1: the worst place that to was record. Weird. That was really weird. Did that feel yeah. like it was like a bit of an afterthought or like what happened that? I don't know. I
2: mean,
3: they have a recording area. They've used it every other yeah. time. <laughs> Maybe they're using that for the podcast. I don't know. But it looks like the podcast was just being done backstage, so I guess it's just, oh wait, we have to film this, where can we put them, we need lights,
0: oh, quick, quick, you know?
2: Well, also when they're doing the podcast, they're not recording that, because they've never released any of the interviews that they do with the the final queens.
0: Yeah, so I guess it's just like, let's pretend that we're on a podcast where we're just going to run tape and, or, you know, whatever they're recording on these days. Pretend that we're actually recording a podcast while we have this deep intense interview and discuss what it and i just i realized um uh, that Rue didn't offer anybody a tic-tac this time there was something so. there though yeah because Aquaria helped yeah. herself yeah okay yeah but usually rue like actually offers those tic-tacs and this time i was like wait where's the tic-tac line maybe they're not getting any uh commercial they're not getting any product placement from them <laughs> so uh so we started in the recording studio or what was pretending to be the recording studio with Aquaria Aquaria proves she can't carry a tune in a bucket <laughs> <laughs> she was like completely in the wrong key um as you know we used to say she was in the key of r for wrong but todrick was very good i mean I, one thing I'll, I'll give todrick i think he's very he's it's tough love but he's also very patient with people so and this time especially i think he was really pulling people out and getting really good performances from and aquaria was going on and on about how much todrick loved her vocals and i just thought it was very funny that as she left todrick was like those are some sketchy vocals so <laughs> maybe not so much <laughs> Yeah, she was made for auto-tune, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hey, some of us are. Uh, Works for re-
1: very poor, let's face it. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah, well, that's what Ruth said, was it last yeah. week, two weeks ago, where yeah. she said she mainly just talks her way through it, and she has hit records, so. Uh, that's the way things go these days. Um uh, Then uh, we went to Eureka and, and the podcast and the questions were was she surprised that she got to the final four um and did she feel that season nine gave her an advantage and also what matters to her and we got a very touching story about her mom having throat cancer and how that's kind of you know fueled her to to fight for the crown feelings on eureka
2: it was nice um i always have trouble whenever they're talking about their dying or deceased relatives it's just like oh we're getting too real just somebody have a cat fight right now i <laughs> So it's just me personally. So.
0: Yeah, I, I, I mean, it was heavy duty, not not in a mocking way. It just, yeah, I got, she got teary and I got a little teary too. So the, the family stuff always tends to be, hit you right in the feels, as the kids would say. So we got that and then Asia was recording and she went in there being really intimidated by the producers because her share... Uh, performance obviously got clocked for no dancing bad dancing bad singing so uh, she was kind of at a dis- disadvantage and she was offbeat with her rap uh but todrick kind of as i said he was very good this week and he was kind of pulling her out of her shell and got her to find her inner whitney so uh she actually pulled out i thought was a pretty good
1: performance. she did good something seemed to click there was a, there was like a moment where she kind of went oh i i get it i get it i got it and then and then she was good i don't know something that just doesn't quite make it with her <laughs> in the, the musical bits bless her heart.
0: for all of her saying that she can't dance i mean it, it, she really pulled it out later on but oh, she yeah. got i think she, her vocals worked pretty well i mean she definitely got when she kind of found what she needed to do she got right on the mark with that so
2: i think some people did it better than others but we did not have any roxy andrews you know i i'm here to make it clear or anything so i'm happy <laughs>
0: Uh, so, um, then Giovanni, um, Aquaria, AKA Giovanni went into the podcast and, um, was definitely bubbly and kind of likable. um, and talking about how, uh, he was, he got into drag in seventh grade. So I guess that would make him like 12, 13, which is, you know, pretty phenomenal. Um, for those of us who've been to drag con, what's amazing to me and, uh, is that there are so many young people now, so many like little kids that are into drag race that it's, it's kind of mind blowing in a very positive way my friend's daughter um has kind of gotten all over social media with her drag um at DragCon and her her cosplaying there so you know drag race has done this amazing thing for young people who are Mm. embracing it like nobody's business uh and surprisingly uh giovanni mentioned that he's from the suburbs of philadelphia which um i thought he was a native new yorker so there you go Uh, well
2: that might explain why sharon was her uh, drag mentor if you know she was going to sneak into sharon Needles' shows down in pittsburgh so
0: oh true yeah yeah it's, yeah, it's possible true. um i in fact it was weird i had a, i don't remember the much of i just realized i had a dream about sharon last night and hanging out with sharon <laughs> 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 i have no idea <laughs> All i remember is it was it was sharon so it was a little bizarre i, I don't know um she wouldn't have def- it
2: any other way <laughs> oh
0: no I can't imagine Sharon ever being normal.
2: <laughs> I was super thrown by Rue calling Aquaria Giovanni. I have never heard yeah. Rue call a queen by a boy name. No. Yeah,
3: it was it was odd. So it was just like I guess that's what I, you know. Aquaria asked for that. I suppose I'd have to assume otherwise probably it would have happened.
2: Yeah, like I listened to Alaska's uh, "What's the T" when uh, she appeared, and uh, Michelle was kept on talking about Justin, 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 and. Bruce like, who's Justin? And it's like, <laughs> if you don't know Alaska's name. <laughs> yeah, so it was really weird. But I thought... I thought Aquaria was very charming on the podcast. I liked
0: Aquaria so much in this episode. I'm shocked.
1: Yeah. No, I'm, I'm completely with you.
0: Yeah. And the one thing that, it, that did make me laugh, though, is um, uh, she said something about, you know, I've waited my entire life uh, for the title of, you know, America's Drag Superstar. And I'm like, you're 21. <laughs> there have been people who've been in drag for longer than you've existed. It's like, what, seven years you've been longing for this? It was just funny because, you know, she's so young. I was like, you know, when, when young people talk about my whole life I've suffered or I've gone through this thing and it's like... Eh.
1: But in all fairness, Drag Race has existed pretty much her entire life. So, like... Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Which is... <laughs> terrifying
0: (laughs) (laughs) yeah it's it's mind-blowing to realize it's like been 10 years already it's been a full decade since it started and who knew that it was going to become this big you know global phenomenon when it was as rue used to joke that it was you know the first season was filmed in her backyard or or, sorry her garage so (laughs) it's like yeah it's just amazing what's been going on with that so yeah then we got cameron on the podcast and cameron talked a little bit about being shy but apparently cameron talks off camera and then we got another discussion about family and her dad and some more in the fields especially for me personally because i just lost my dad recently so i was like okay let's not talk about family and started like weeping (laughs) but i can understand
2: what cameron's saying about the cameras like cameron does really spark to life when she's in full drag and out Mm. on the runway but it's an entirely different situation to be dressed as a boy and on camera like i actually i watched uh, peaches christ's performance of drag becomes her and one of the performers helenka performed as bruce willis's character it, not in drag and saying that it's the most courageous thing that a drag queen can do is actually appear out of drag so i can understand where cameron
0: cameron is like a shy person and i think when you're in the you know the reality show field and you're you know it's just like having cameras in your face and you're not in your character it's got to be a lot harder because you suddenly you know want to make sure you're saying the right thing doing the right thing and how you're coming across as a human being and cameron does not seem to be somebody who likes to let that guard down you know there's some people that are just automatically on like i think you know giovanni aquaria is just one of those people that loves to be in the center of things and is fine with a camera like in her face 24 hours a day but cameron does not seem that although i as I said I follow her on social media and she does a lot of stuff like like when she's in a hotel room or when she's come home after a show and she's not in drag per se but she's still kind of on and she likes to do lip synky things or talk about food she was just in Denver so she got all excited because I guess some local fans sent her local things because they have, they're, they're another you know weed legal state so she got all sorts of edible goodies and <laughs> came back a little later and was like hi I'm so wasted let me talk but I think that's another character that maybe she's kind of, or another persona that she's kind of figured out since the show as yeah. compared to just being Dane.
1: But that is a thing, isn't it? I mean, it, it's something I've talked about before. is Because I'm I'm naturally a really shy person, but there's like there's three versions of Chris that I always bang on about quite a lot these days. And it's this, I think it's a similar thing with Cameron as well. It's like, there's Cameron, the drag queen, and then there's Dane. What she hasn't got is the middle person, which is the sort of Dane personality. And it's like, Dane can be a really shy, introverted guy and Cameron can be a fabulous queen, but what the other girls have got going on is that person, that sort of, that that boy personality that that she just hasn't quite kind of realize that you need there needs to be another there needs to be a third level in there between between queen and home you know
0: definitely yeah yeah. yes yeah because you still have your public persona as it were that isn't the drag queen persona so yeah gonna ask you because i know a lot of actors have that too where you know who they are off camera off stage away from the crowds as compared to let's say you're you know when you go to a convention and you're just chris you're not exactly Exactly.
1: but you're still you're still playing it's a performance yeah you're giving people what they want to see and what they don't want to see is chris who doesn't really want to go out and just wants to sit and binge watch netflix all day because that's really fucking boring but equally they don't want to see percy weasley they want to see something in the middle so it's that something in the middle that's actually quite an important part of your package i guess i mean it's probably different if you're if you're a queen because people just want to see cameron or i don't know uh de la creme or whoever like that's the person they want to see they don't want to see boy ben or boy sasha or boy cameron particularly so it, yeah it's sort of yeah it's, a, it's an interesting it's an interesting place to be but i think i think possibly the younger girls like Aquarius have got it because of the social media thing i'm saying younger girls like cameron's ancient but you know what i mean you know what i mean
0: yeah definitely we got a little bit of cameron a little bit about cameron's background and i thought it was wonderful to hear that his parents were 100 percent okay with him uh you know, being out. And also his mom was definitely okay. She was like a huge fan of his. And then his dad sort of came around and and became a fan of his drag shows too, because, you know, we've heard so many horror stories about family and, and how they've reacted or not that, this kind of you know, it's always happy to hear when people have kind of made that evolution and and learn to embrace the things that people are. Because I, to me, it's like being a New Yorker and having grown up around gay people um, and trans people my whole life. It's I personally didn't deal with homophobia until I was like 18 and I went to university and suddenly met one of the most you know homophobic people I'd ever met in my life. And I just I was kind of sheltered. I didn't know this existed. So it's nice to hear when families support people as they should because it's family and thus ended that rant um, so then we got eureka was working with todrick so eureka initially was losing beats when she was trying to rap but then she kind of blew everybody away but she couldn't do an elephant noise and i don't know well nobody else could was- either <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> i know i was like the explanation of how to do an elephant noise didn't quite work. I was like, what, you don't have any, like, you know, you can't get a sound clip and throw like an elephant noise in there, you know, pull something from Dumbo or pull something from the internet.
3: You guys have internet access, even if the Queens don't, you know, (laughs) this is true. Like, you know, find some nature film, get an actual elephant in there. But I was just so happy to see Eureka just getting into it because during the last singing challenge, she was very much like, oh my God, oh my God, I'm going to die. And this time she just kind of like a little stiff at first, but she really got into it, got really loose and let let the Eureka-ness come out.
0: Eureka actually really made me happy this episode because, um, you know, in the past, we kept seeing all this like PTSD and we kept seeing a lot of stuff being dredged up and a lot of anxiety and a lot of fear and she would eventually push herself through but this time she was having so much fun just doing everything that even when she wasn't quite catching on the first time like the choreography she was rolling with it and she was having a blast and it made me really happy to see that she's evolved and she's been able to kind of become like this big you know she's embraced her ness to the point that she's loud and proud and happy and and doing the things and not worrying so much about making a mistake or that people were going to yell at her or whatever else so that was a very good thing too then we went to asia and asia was on the podcast and talking to rue and honestly asia does not look 35 asia is gorgeous in and out of drag i'm seeing you're gonna say something about being 35 (laughs) uh, yeah i was gonna say what does that mean like no i I just think she looks like she's in her 20s let's say she you know and she's also to me like interior she's kind of an old soul i just think she looks younger than than her age i mean you know when i was 35 i probably looked 35
3: uh. yeah i just remember that sarah Huckleby sanders is also 35 and she does not look 35 she looks way older
0: (laughs) she looks older than what than the pair of us or you know but it's also when you're evil inside it'll you know evil tends to eat away at you (laughs) it's the voldemort thing (laughs) Uh.
1: because he's only 27 that's right that's true that's right
0: Well, yeah, I guess, yeah, he is. So then we, Asia went into, also, I guess there was an actual theme with exception, you know, of losing parents or, you know, family in general. So we got a very heavy duty uh, discussion with Asia about um, having lost both her parents uh, and the fact that she's hypersensitive to family and making family you know, out of the people that you know. And, And I can say, even in this podcast, that proves it because, you know, we're, the three of us are family and we, you know, all just friends and not related. But at least on my end, I can't swear for... Anybody else on this cast, but <laughs> we'll let oh, you know. I can't stand anyone around here. <laughs> yeah, Y'all my sisters. What? Hey sis <laughs>
2: <laughs> Though this does really explain why Asia is so motherly because she does have like the huge O'Hara dynasty and even on drag race has been like taking everybody under her wing and and talking to them so this this makes so much sense if she's somebody who lost her parents when she was young and doesn't really have any other family
0: yeah and and you can see it does it it really explains a lot about her personality and nature because she's a very giving person i think she wants also the connections because she doesn't have let's say props to her for just being such a great human being then we got to cam Uh, Cameron was actually a little nervous about singing uh, even though she won the share challenge which was was all live singing so she shouldn't have had anything to really worry about and again todrick talked her through it and got her to sing because she was like an octave too low i uh, got her to get there and then she emoted really well and she's another one who when she finally found exactly what she needed to do she clicked and she was like pretty damn good and she's actually very talented i think she's another queen who does who kind of underestimates herself because she's proven so much this season how in terms of being a, a lip-sync assassin uh dancer and now singer too so Not just a pretty face. Then we had a lot of of wigs in the workroom. Eureka started needling Cameron about singing and and pushing her to sing. (laughs) Uh. Uh, Eureka being Eureka again.
2: Yeah, she did need to take, like two steps backwards like
0: just back off man back off well sometimes like eureka reminds you like an over enthusiastic puppy she's just like it's not malicious it's just like she wants to play she wants to share she wants to know all these things like tell me tell me tell me and it's just like you know sit calm down take a breath so there was a little bit of tension again between asia and eureka asia had a great line but i didn't know you were the cameron whisperer because you know she apparently thought she knew everything the cameron needed when she needed
2: i am wondering with all of- the little bit of tension that we're getting between asia and eureka i'm kind of thinking that asia thinks that eureka is her main competition maybe that's just kind of my read on it especially because in the beginning of the episode asia said that going to the final three it should be her aquaria and cameron and i was like eureka deserves to be there too
0: yeah i i think asia is sort of discounting her for whatever reason and it's a shame because you know they're all stars in different ways to me you know it's everybody is shining at this point you wouldn't be in
1: the final four if they weren't yeah you see i don't i'm I'm not i'm not sure cameron should be there
2: i'm kind of the same i mean i love cameron but i'm not sure about it
1: i just I, i think she's great but i don't think she's she has for me anyway she's just Good. There's nothing like she's a great lip syncer. She's a great dancer. She's a great singer. But there's nothing about her that that puts her out there as something unique for the world. Like all the queens that have gone before her as. Is- like the the winners of previous series, like Sasha, like Bianca, like, like Jinx, like people who've won it before. They're, they've got something different and something interesting. And I just don't, as as great as Cameron is, I just don't see that with her at all.
0: Yeah, I know. I agree with you. I, I think for some reason, Cameron just like, I, I don't want to say she slips through the cracks. Cause that sounds like very dismissive of her, but yeah, I, we discussed on the, the podcast amongst the three of us before this about Cracker. That it was very frustrating because there were a number of times where we thought she should have won. And she was kind of like, overlooked and I, I was really surprised she didn't make the final four um yeah so i don't i but somehow cameron kind of you know she just she's a survivor i mean you know which is good yeah but, which is yeah, great but i agree with you that somebody like monet or somebody like cracker had that
1: spark had something interesting to say i don't know i just i don't i don't see what i don't see what cameron's kind of like like when they without skipping ahead too much when they were when they were doing their final bit when they that they always do why why what would you give as as queen i'm like i don't see that you're giving it like asia asia had something to say eureka had something to say aquaria did as well and i just i felt like cameron was like well what are you going to be other than a good queen
0: yeah i i think she's above average but at least agreed she just she's missing that star power i guess that that you know je ne sais quoi literally i can't think of the word <laughs> um, <laughs> that yeah that that thing um yeah she's she's fabulous but not ren and i saw sasha at DragCon because they did sort of a, a season 9 show of like everybody was there which was amazing and I've never seen I've only seen Sasha on YouTube so I've seen like the Gollum Weathering Heights yeah. Performance, yeah. which is just unbelievable. Yeah. But Sasha just came out and she did uh, Kesha's um "I'm a motherfucking woman." I think I'm a woman, and I mean the room went nuts. I mean she was just there was so much charisma mm. and so much like star star power, whatever you want to call it, radiating from that stage. It was just it was mind blowing. Yeah, it was like and for anybody, it, this is why it pisses me off when I see people talking now about how Shay was oh Shay was you know robbed and it shouldn't have been Sasha. Sasha was boring. If you saw her live, you you could not say that no, because it was no. just something about her that's just, ah, uh, it, it it was so orgasmic. So yeah, I, I I mean, having not seen Cameron live, maybe she's more intense live. But yeah, there's there's sometimes there's just that that spark.
1: I have to say, I've never stood on a table in a gay bar and cried before until I'd seen Sasha Velour. Wow, live. Oh. So <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah, I said she only did the one song at the show we saw. I, I need to get to one of her shows in Brooklyn, but it's just hard to get to Brooklyn mm-hmm. from here. And I have my local friends are not into drag or drag race, so uh. it's like I don't want to go alone. But yeah, uh, she's amazing. I'm hoping there'll be something more with at DragCon this coming September. So yeah, so there was this tension between Eureka and Asia. I don't know. Eureka just had a good comeback of just shut shut up and tease your hair, bitch. Which I think I need to like get that on a ribbon or something. <laughs> it's just a good comeback for all especially amongst cosplayers you know <laughs> just, oh yeah sh- yeah shut up and tease your hair bitch all right special gallifrey ribbon next year there you go <laughs> yeah okay there we go we we need to get a couple of ribbons for i because i don't know if you know about ribbon culture but um i do of... okay
1: i do it's not it doesn't it doesn't happen over here at all it's just not a thing and i, I think it was when i went to dragon con dragon con rather than drag con there's these people just like acres of these things so it's like okay i get this now i see
0: yeah the, the big ribbon con ribbon based con that we go to is uh gallifrey one which is the big doctor who convention in los angeles yeah. and literally you know people with like acres and acres a couple of the guests have made skirts and kilts and scarves and for those who don't know there's a it's it's mostly in science fiction convention but I think in some literary conventions now too where there are companies that print up little ribbons and I think they're like by one by three and a half or something and you get different phrases or you can get artwork and it sort of a, it becomes a personality. just like sharing badges. It is almost like uh, button trading or or badge trading when you go to uh, Disneyland Disney, or yeah. that kind of thing. Times people have stuff that goes with their cosplay. Sometimes it is a quote that they like from the show. Sometimes it's some kind of weird mishmash. Sometimes it's something else. And it, it's just a big thing that happens now. So we're always trying to like find good things to say. And I think yeah, I need to shut up and tease your hair bitch for for galley next year which nobody will get except like five people but that's okay and then we went to commercial and i just i there was a really good. I don't know if it was on VH1 everywhere, but there was a good PSA for it "Gets Better" with Jiggly Caliente. Yeah, I got that. Yeah, which was uh, really amazing. And like last week, we had a Eureka one, and uh, Yua actually has done one, which I saw on social media. I think it was via Ru's um, the official Drag Race page, which was also really, really like heartfelt. Then we came back, and we it was time for dance rehearsal and choreography. But um, first, some
2: product placement. Yeah. <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: Yeah. Todaytix.com. And now, no, no, I know, know some place to try it next time we go to new york to get tickets for things so <laughs> it's, it's actually an app i'd never heard of before because oh. the the big half price thing that i know about is uh, the tickets booth tkts which well, i know that's the one you in stand Le- in
3: line for right
0: yeah that's the one where you just stand in line whatever tickets are there for the day you get like half price tickets and um, there's one in london too there's one in uh, leicester square uh, with the same company uh but yeah that you have to like stand around and do this so we've got to check out that app man though it was just yeah.
2: really weirdly placed like usually they would put that like right before the performance and here it's like before we get
0: to your choreography let's talk about the this new app you know who knows about it and then they worked it into the actual choreography with the guys marching with the banner before we got in, in the actual video which was like what <laughs> okay then so i guess they put in a lot of money in uh-huh. the, into the show um but yep. hey today Tix.com. Todrick was telling him this was the hardest choreography ever that he'd given to Queens. Uh, I don't know if I'd agree with him, but no, A, no, was... I wouldn't
3: agree. <laughs> <laughs> it was very much though. Like the last time we did the choreography with the, with the Cher show or the, or the musical, sorry, not the Cher show itself. You know, Quarier nailed it. Asia nailed it. If we Cam were both going like, uh, uh, we can't do this. We have to, you know, we're going to mess up and mess up and ask how it goes again. And, and maybe we'll have it right for tomorrow kind of
0: thing. So mm-hmm. it was just yeah. kind of a repeat of that. Poor Eureka was being told, don't sleep tonight. Just stay up and rehearse all night, which is just like, uh, maybe she needed it. But that's like, that, that would give me nightmares because I wouldn't sleep all night and I would be like exhausting myself.
2: She she did need it, though, because I mean, her from what they showed, it was not good. And, you know, they just show us like a minute of them messing up, which was probably like five hours of her messing up
0: probably picked the best messing up as compared to the point where she like fell over you know landed on her butt whatever you know just lots of drama there um and also in the middle of this which i thought as we were talking about aquaria kind of evolving aquaria actually got weepy in the middle of watching everybody else because it just struck her so much which i thought that was i i endearing but also the cynical part of me is like well you know how much of this is heartfelt and how much of this is It's time for me to be emotional so people will know I'm a human being. I don't know. Like I said, I'm Mm. cynical, so. Yeah, I was cynical, too, about that whole thing. (laughs) I don't know. It seemed real because it's not like when
2: Willem suddenly, like, burst into tears on stage. And it's like, somebody's (laughs) going home and I'm not faking this. Meanwhile, she's just kind of sitting there and didn't really want anybody looking at her and it's like no it's fine it's fine i'm just really excited go away (laughs) i think she was you know just being 21 year old full of emotions
0: yeah well she was like all over. i mean not in a bad way but she was all over the place emotionally. i think this is more emotion than we've seen because usually she's like come across at least to me like very cool calm collected and sometimes calculating whereas this like i said she was extremely excited to the point where she was bouncing off walls and then suddenly we saw the tears so it was it was a very different take for her which i think is good i feel like this is aquaria during the last week of high school
2: where it's like we're not gonna see
0: each other for a long time (laughs) oh no we're all going away to college what's gonna happen uh so then we got to the very very last elimination day for this season and again everybody was kind of like bouncing around and there were cocktails in the workroom
2: i wonder if they were as strong as the ones we got from mickey's (laughs) (laughs)
0: I was gonna say I made a note of that I actually said be careful them drinks are strong Uh, just crystal you know we we went to go see shangela uh, when we were out in los angeles in february um, yeah and they actually had a live viewing party which was wonderful and she, if you haven't seen shangela live do because she is phenomenal and we all had two drinks each and for whatever reason my second drink hit me so hard i was wasted i was barely coherent i was barely like <laughs> able to concentrate on anything i didn't even realize how drunk i was until i got up to to go to the ladies and i the room was spinning
1: oh that's the worst drunk that is the worst drunk when you don't know you're drunk and then you stand up yeah and and it's oh. one of those things where
0: i wasn't planning on getting that drunk and i hadn't had anything that, you know i'd eaten i hadn't like been drinking that fast and all of a sudden it was like oh my god i am fucking trash
2: <laughs> it was an interesting evening yeah. for me yeah the bartender um, had a heavy heavy pour <laughs>
3: yeah
2: <laughs> i liked aquaria quoting mrs kasha davis because
0: I love Kasha yes. Yes. Gotcha
2: Davis. <laughs> yes.
0: yes. <laughs> so, yeah. So, yeah, the drinks were from Mickey's West Hollywood, you know, product placement again, but they're a great place. So, and then Cameron came over to be social with everybody, but she said it was too hot. And then she went back to her own little you know cameron cave and i was actually wondering whether that was like it was actually warm at that station or if it was just like anxiety and flop sweat so possibly both i mean there
2: were more yeah. people over there and also there are cameras right behind those mirrors so i don't know what kind of heat's radiating from those mirrors meanwhile she's working at another table like in looking into her
3: tiny mirror yeah she had a totally different setup and so that the right ra- even just without you know, taking into consideration the cameras and the lighting for that. Just having all those bright lights around the uh, mirror as opposed to her little little, little travel mirror is going to make a great difference in in,
0: in the amount of heat. Those
1: mirror lights are hardcore really yeah that that yeah
0: for those of us who are not professional actors we get the expert <laughs> expert opinion thank yeah. you for, no seriously yeah. thank you for that because i've never encountered them but I, I felt badly because it was like you know camera was trying so hard to be social and then it was like nope 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 and she kind of noped away again so then they were discussing their worst moments on the show or at least some of them were so was, and and about, some
2: of their best because Queria talked about yeah. how proud she was of winning snatch game which seriously yes you should be proud of winning snatch game and that's kind of like the episode where i started liking
0: aquaria because she did really well in that one yeah you no know, she she nailed that and there's there's no arguing about that you know you know she she does a better melania than melania or... <laughs> that was definitely an iconic moment of snatch game i think every you know we we get like the least one performance a year of like amazing snatch game stuff whether it's ben de la creme as uh, paul lind or jinx as uh Little, little Edie. Little Edie, definitely that. And then yeah, Eureka was talking about how she forgotten the words from the Rusical because she was so focused on her choreography that she forgot to she had to lip sync too. And Asia talked about being clocked by Tisha Campbell for the, the ball look. Asia definitely learned yeah, but I think in each case they all learned from their the worst moments they learned from those mistakes and always oh, a good thing. Not like, oh it wasn't my fault or I didn't do this, that, or the other thing. And Eureka is suddenly nervous again. And then we had some Miss vanjie Of course, it's a requirement. <laughs> I think it is now. There's actually a video out there like basically every single queen except Vanjie doing the Miss Vanjie thing. It's which <laughs> which really funny. And I think they got people especially at uh, Dragon LA to just like Vanjie Vanjie. So it's just like about 20 or 30 people just like one after the other. It's very, very funny.
1: Can I say, we've got our our pet dog, me and Ness is, one of our dogs is called Stanley, which sounds a little bit like vanji So when I take him to the park for a walk, I do stand in the middle of the park going, Stanley! <laughs> Stanley! <laughs> Nobody gets it, but... It keeps uh, me happy.
0: Well, anything, you know. I think Vangie just at this point has become such a buzzword. I, we don't quite know what it means. I mean, in terms of her Vangying thing, but I think we'll find out next week at the reunion. And also, it makes Rue laugh. I mean, Oh, yeah. <laughs> to the point where Rue actually has gotten the Vangie, you know, gold Vangie uh, necklace. necklace. So uh, it's become a thing. Then Rue came out. On the runway and oh my god I just like yowza that gown was unfucking believable It was really she nice just, yeah. like, Amazing.
3: I found it hard to tell The difference between her and the backdrop Because it was exactly the same <laughs> colors <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, I was thinking sort of You know like flames on the side of my face But it was just like flames all over that dress Oh yeah and and unlike the other dress that I liked was it two weeks ago, um, her makeup like was perfect and it actually matched the dress as compared to being like this weird distracting gold and green when nothing she was wearing. So she just Rue really looked like a million bucks or a hundred thousand dollars or something. But she she looked great. Yeah, she said they were keeping the judges in the family this week, so we got Todrick, uh Michelle, Carson, and Ross. And then we got another political PSA, which seems to have been a running theme this year.
2: Well, it's a very important one, considering the midterm elections are coming up.
0: Exactly. I was going to say that, you know, it was very, very important. Drew group told people to get registered for the midterms. And just because we're going to repeat it again. If you haven't registered and you want to, you can go to USA.govs slash register register to vote and register and you should because the midterms don't sit them out this is you know basically we're voting for our lives at this point so Mm -hmm. good on rue but like i said this has been like i don't know if that's vh1 or if it was rue's decision but there's been a theme all through season 10 of you know politics politics and trying i mean drag has always been a political art too so i think that she's really bringing it to the forefront which is good so
2: well i think the song is also very politically bent i think this was a good time for her to bring that up
0: ironic timing you know all that she's pushing and being an american while we're going through this like awful stuff with the way immigrants are being treated and and deportations and ice and you know all this not very good stuff so i think that it it was actually a very good message and the timing it, it just happened to be at the right time this is what real america is about inclusion and supporting each other
2: So right. and thus
0: endeth that sermon so the song you know i'm an american i had to say that uh so then we got the queens and we actually saw the performance i didn't love aquarius look in the the video i, I liked most of it but it was the, the whole jean paul uh, Gaultier uh tit cones didn't quite i don't it's it, something didn't sit right with the dress and i can't quite I'm not sure what it was. but Yeah,
2: I liked everything about that look except for the the cone bra thing because Mm. they were like too narrow, I think. Then they just like too far apart. It was almost kind of like what uh, happened with Vixen during the mermaid challenge where it's like, girl, those are going into your (laughs) armpits.
3: (laughs) But but, yeah, Korea doesn't care about, you know, tits because, you know, she never, she never, you know, wears them. So, you know, it doesn't matter which direction they're pointing it you know, in, whether or not they're just sort of, like, pointing straight, because that's just art. Yeah, I, I
0: mean, I, I love the, the dark hair. I thought she looked fabulous in red. The dress itself was wonderful. I liked everything, but for some reason, I just found the cone bra, like, distracting. And I know Rue later, like, started gushing about how she looked just like Madonna, and I was like, yeah, because she's wearing a John Paul Gaultier cone bra. What do you, you know? Well, respect. I mean, it, it yeah. wasn't
2: just that she looked like Madonna, it was kind of she had a madonna attitude i can kind of see where rue was coming from i thought her performance was really great
0: yeah no she was wonderful i just like i said it was just the funny like gotier thing again like i just there was something off about the cone bra which my aesthetic versus aquarius aesthetic i thought asia looked absolutely beautiful she was wearing a bodysuit, but somehow she rocked it especially with like the feathers and there was just sort of this sort of tropical bird parrot thing to me that worked really really well Um, she was having so much fun with
3: it you could just see that she was just having you know a blast doing it and, and selling it it was just great
0: yeah and and she nailed that choreography which was you know the, the florals and stuff for somebody who like oh i'm i can't dance you know oh i'm worried about dancing she was doing harder stuff than i think anybody else did really yeah and, and she was in sync with the the background dancer so it was a fabulous performance and i loved her hair her hair was like very rita hayworth uh, veronica lake red like dip long oh so she was just perfection then eureka came out and i mean I, I usually love eureka i was not thrilled about the look i thought it was okay but again it was sort of a bodysuit leotard with fringe but she didn't have a loaf on her head so that was a good well, thing no she had a loaf but she had a
3: ponytail coming out of the loaf so it was so it was like maybe half a loaf yeah.
0: <laughs> it was more of like an i dream a genie like yeah oh. Exactly, thing, as compared to just like the big tall thing yeah it, it was a variation on a loaf her choreography also wasn't quite as sharp but you know she she was okay
2: i yeah i wasn't really didn't care for the look didn't care for the dancing i felt that her dancing was the the weakest out of everybody's
1: she seemed to be really flappy. Does that make sense? Like, yeah yeah, 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 yeah. She seemed to be like you could almost see the. It was a bit like when, when with the with the share musical as well. But you can kind of see the cogs turning with her. There's that kind of slightly dazed look, and that slightly, oh god, I don't hang on. Right, so my arms are going this way now and that way. Blah, blah. She just seemed to sort of flail a bit. Yeah, she sort of seemed to fall from one bit to the next, and it, it yeah, it didn't feel like she was on top of it. Although she got through it in one piece. Like it was fine, but yeah, just just not quite there, which is what, kind of surprising because the other like the, the judges seem to really praise her for it, and I was like, mm, really?
0: Yeah, I think because she's not a dancer, and I mean, she's talked about the fact that she's you know she has concerns about it you could see sort of like yeah this step and that step it wasn't organic enough i guess so you know it was more robotic because she was still kind of going through the motions instead of just like having the muscle memory and going through it without effort cameron came out and um, i loved her as a redhead i really want that wig and she was wearing a rainbow feathered bodysuit but that to me wasn't basic because i think it just kind of like worked and i got a very Anne margaret vibe from her so that i was can happy. see that yeah
2: and it was nice yeah. having the rainbow bodysuit it was very prideful especially considering uh, what she was doing. I liked the dancing. Like, it was a very Rhythm Nation. And I I think her lyrics were my
1: favorite. Yeah. Yeah. Agreed.
0: Yeah. And I mean, Ross, like, pointed that out later, but it's true. I mean, I found them very moving also. So she did a good job so i mean it's funny you know we were talking earlier about how cameron doesn't necessarily have that spark but she really pulled it out here so she's she's really good i think a lot of it may just be personality she you know we don't know who cameron is as you said kind of off the stage once she gets on that stage she lights up to me the one thing that kind of i don't know if it bothered me but i noticed that it was like it was very very super produced like how many damn takes did they do on this because there were, it was multiple camera angles. There was a lot of editing. It's like, I was wondering how, how long they actually took to film this. Cause it was very, very, you know, it was not like one live take or whatever. There was a lot of, you know, just technical stuff going on there. So yeah, there's
3: no kitty girl video. That's for sure. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> Which is that's still one of my favorite like finale things. Um, Especially because it was all, like, live in one take. Uh, It was definitely not, this was definitely not live. And like I said, multi-camera, multi-edited. So I was just, like, we were, I can imagine it must have been, like, six hours or something just to shoot everybody and, and how many takes each but got to look as smooth and as look as good as it did but in the end it worked so it was a good performance overall uh so then it was time for the runway and it was the final four eleganza extravaganza and i just want to say like who thought it was a good idea to have all four of them lip sync while they were wearing such fancy slash cumbersome outfits that's what
2: my (laughs) note was i mean we'll get to that when we talk about the lip sync but yeah.
0: Yeah, I mean, granted, the Queens did not know or probably didn't have a clue that they were lip syncing for that. But it was just like, yeah, this was not the kind of thing. The, you, they should have at least been allowed to go and change before yeah. they did the final. The lip-sync.
2: producers knew. The producers knew what they were wearing and what they were singing to
0: yeah and and rue knew also so it was just like that was not necessarily the the smartest choice there so aquaria came out and everybody was gagging about her her superstar look i thought it was okay i didn't quite love the dress i mean i know what she was trying to do there i did love her hair and makeup though and i liked the star pattern i thought the the motif was nice so
3: this was my favorite look of her for the entire season she just came out and she was just so beautiful and that outfit was just you know it was aquaria so you know there was a bodysuit but it was just an evening gown though as well and it was just done so well and it was just such a pretty pretty colors and, and all the star makeup you know and the stars hanging off her eyes that must have hurt after <laughs> a while and it was just i just it just kind of blew me out of the water i'm like oh you've finally done something that i really like yay yeah, I thought she looked really pretty.
2: And, you know, the way the, the cutout thing, you know, showing off her crotch, you know, because you got to make sure to show the tuck because otherwise, you know, it's not worth it. It could have looked really cheap, like, you know, like assless chaps or something. But oh, yeah. I felt like she somehow avoided that. It just it just looked kind of funky and cool. I liked it.
0: Yeah, that, that was like, I think the cutout was like, I, I didn't hate it because it, it did not look cheap, cheap, but I just didn't love it. I, I think I. I like Cameron's dress better, which kind of did the same thing, but with more illusion. But overall, I think it was the best look that Aquaria has shown us also. And like I said, her hair and her makeup and the the, the whole star motif, it was really pulled together. So it it felt like she had actually stepped, you know, like suddenly had a breakthrough. Not that she was ever bad, but for me, it suddenly was like she broke through to another level of, of her drag, which was good and very positive, so... She looked fab. Then Asia came out and I personally loved the Urte reference and the Egyptian, the Egyptiana, because that's kind of one of my favorite things in the world. And also she looked very Rita Hayworth there also. The only thing I didn't love was the jewel on the chin. I, I know what she was, she was kind of going for the Egyptian thing and the beard, but I didn't think she needed it.
1: I think that was, that was good for a look. It was, it was when she started talking after the, after the run. Yeah. It was like, <laughs> <laughs> you, you've got something on, on your chin that, just, just get, Take it, take it off. Take it. <laughs> it was fun, yeah. When when she was like when she was giving the look and and walking the run walking the catwalk, it was like it, it looked stunning because her face was so still and so stern and determined and steely. And then and then she started talking. And there was just this jewel kind of flapping up and down on her chair. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, that's not
0: good. Yeah, for like a photo shoot or, you know, tableau, it would have been fabulous. But yeah, it was just like a little distracting, especially because it was kind of like blinky, winking on uh, the camera. It was a little distracting. But um, then Cameron came out in her Lavender Illusion gown. It was everything. Mm -hmm. Beautiful.
3: I got distracted by the back zipper and the really bad seams underneath the bust. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I
1: I I was literally about to say, apart from that zip up the back, Oh, that zipper was, was the oh, tur- that, would
0: kind of God. ruin it. Yeah, and you have to realize that Ren is uh, a cosplayer and, and costumer, so we, we notice these, you know, she notices things even more than I do in terms of detail. I missed it. I guess I was so blown away and just, like, from the front. My eyes glazed over. No, the front was, was great. And then she started to turn, and I saw
3: the side of the bus team, and I'm like, oh, no. And then when I, and I looked, you know, she, she saw her back, and, like, there's that big z- zipper with that big, there was actually, an, was, like, it looked like a really huge allowance for the you know to, to attach the zipper as well so it's like hmm. you know so this big ass you know it was really kind of it just said hi i'm a zipper and here's the backing for my zipper in the middle of all this illusion it was just like oh no
0: okay now then then i, I missed it so good catch on on your part because i just but the color looked fabulous on her i like the lilac hair or the lavender hair so yeah and from the front like you know it's the same it's, thing with asia it's beautiful you, yeah yeah if you just you know the look itself but yeah. You know, sloppy is not good. do turn around. Good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And also I noticed that the, the skirt had like an amazing train. So and again, with the lip sync, it's like not the most practical thing to wear when you're, got to move around on stage uh and then eureka came out and she went for the kitsch i actually really liked it and it was a campy and different the only thing that i didn't love at all was like her lashes i know she's done that before where she's got the very the the top lashes and the bottom lashes and they're almost feathery but i I just around her eyes i just found that really distracting but i thought it was cute
1: i i hated it
0: okay tell us why (laughs)
1: it looked like a a sequenced t-shirt (laughs) nighty yeah it did it didn't it didn't seem to fit properly. It was just kind of, it was just a sort of blur. I thought, Eureka, this is the final four like, are you not looking at what the other queens are wearing and going, actually, I'm just coming out in a basic gown with my name written on it? Just, you know, you've got to the final four. This is the time to bring it. This isn't the time to do kitschy joke costume. You know, that might that that was probably snatch game kind of time, maybe.
2: Yeah, no, I definitely agree with that. I'd like it, but not for this. It's like, this it should have been earlier in the season where this would have been, oh, that's really cute. But now, yeah, you need like a gorgeous gorgeous gown and it also really freaking bothered me how she kept on talking about how eureka came from thomas edison yes (laughs) yes and i'm like i think that was
0: archimedes you know that's why it's in greek oh yeah Just not shade on Eureka, but I, I've known, noticed even like reading her stuff on social media. I, I don't think her education may span that much. So, but it's her fucking name. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um. So yeah, she should have won that. And then, and then the, actually, the light bulb theme motif that went along with it was kind of bothersome because she had like you know the light bulb was in the hair and light bulb earrings. So that tied in with the Edison thing, but because so yeah, she just emphasizing
3: was that she got it wrong. Yeah,
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. but she ran with it. <laughs> Well, I gotta embrace it. Now that you're talking about it, I, I, I will backtrack on what I said. I mean, I did like it, but in terms of... But I think this is the same mistake that she made a little bit on the, the, the Silver Fox thing, where, you know, she decided to go for kitschy and didn't quite grasp what she needed to do, while well everybody else kind of went full-blown into the, the elderly stuff. So Eureka may not always be on the same path as everybody else. I'm not quite sure how to, to phrase it. So then we got to the judges' critiques, and they were gushing over Aquaria, and... And Todrick she's humble. She's humble. Yeah. Remember she's humble. I'm like, she's what? <laughs> yeah, I taught, I I noted that too. The Todrick said she's humble, and I was like, uh lover or hater, I'm not sure that's the word I would ever use in her in my description of her. I don't but... think
2: that's the word she'd use.
0: Yeah. <laughs> oh no, she wouldn't,
1: no. There was definitely there was definitely a Todrick Aquaria thing going on in that rehearsal though, so I don't know whether he's just seeing little aquaria sort of kaleidoscopes in his eyes this week or something. But <laughs>
0: would like to say that, I mean, especially the way, you know, Giovanni was talking about Aquaria at one point. I don't remember if it was um, a, Untucked or whatever. that Aquaria the persona, especially Aquaria the drag queen, is very, very much like over the top and very self-assured, etc. Maybe Giovanni isn't quite as much because we see he's a little out of drag. He can be awkward and tongue-tied, etc. But Humble is not Aquaria the the persona at all. Uh-huh. So that was funny. And yeah, I, I think you're right. Todric was just a little... The stars in his eyes were kind of blinding him to anything else. Um And then Asia got positives. Eureka got positives. um, Cameron got positives. And everybody praised her for her singing. And also, as we said, the lyrics. And Ross was saying how much it hit home. And... He was really, obviously, moved. Yeah, very good, cl- very club yeah. Mm. But, you know, I like Ross. I think Ross is somebody who tends to, like, you know, who wears his heart on his sleeve a lot, too. So he's very out of that. Um, and then everybody on stage was getting emotional and we got to the, the point of the final four where everybody gets to give advice and reflect on the baby, their baby personas and you know, what would you say to little fill in the blank. I didn't really, my notes are very sparse on that just because they were all kind of moving and all very sweet. Yeah,
3: and Aquarius was the function of her age. You know, hers was like lightweight compared to the other three, but that's because she's also 21. So, you know, like no life experience yet.
0: Yeah, I think out of all of them, like uh, I thought Cameron's and Asia, well, actually all of them because they all kind of had said the same thing and again, it was very much, you know, coming to terms with who you are and what you are and, and what have you. And it was, they were all very moving. Uh, then we got to the question of why should you be the next drag superstars compared to anybody else up there? Made a note there that Aquaria was almost humble at that point, almost underscored. Um, and she was actually trying to, to show more of herself and not just being in, kind of the, the headspace of being, you know, I am fabulous, I'm wonderful. And this but, is she, but
3: she's also very much, well, I, I past expectations and I have a unique interpretation of drag, which is why I should be queen. Whereas the other three weren't so uh, self-centered. Or if they brought themselves in it, they were more like to bring what I went through in my experiences. I could bring that now to Other people where Aquarius is just like, me, 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 and my interpretation is good, but I feel better, you know, feel more of a person for being here. I will defend her in that, you
2: know, yes, she's being very self-centered because the question is, why should I be the drag you know mm-hmm. superstar rather than anybody else so yeah i get it being centered around her
0: and also again i think it's a little bit of function of, of her age and just how she kind of views the world um because she doesn't have that much life experience compared to the others but she'll get there i think she's somebody that if she does not win now she's gonna be you know, she's gonna be fabulous in let's say like five to ten years from now not that she's not fabulous now but i think she's gonna really blossom because she just needs a little bit more Life happening to you, but that's true with most twenty-one-year-olds. And then Aisha really moved me because I thought that her talking about wanting to be an ambassador for drag around the world and just kind of sharing things—it's again very. Asia's personality, of, you know, wanting to share and wanting to teach and wanting to connect with people. So I thought that was really, yeah. And
3: like how she said there was not a title, but a way of life. And that, you know, even though yeah. you're not like the reigning superstar, you are still that, you're still a superstar for the rest of your life, which is something that maybe Tyra, Sh- Tyra Sanchez should have learned.
0: Mm. <laughs> oh yeah. Just a little. Tyra who? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> i actually think
2: based off of the speeches if i hadn't seen anything else from drag race i'd probably say give it to asia
0: yeah and eureka talked about you know wanting to share joy and being positive and i thought it was very good but it just there was something about asia and again maybe it's a function of her maturity because she is kind of an old soul and she is older than the other queens on the runway there's just something about it that really was moving and really to me just a fabulous thing you know that she wants to share that it's not just look at me look at me look at me and Cameron was okay Cameron talked about being a survivor which is good but again not quite what we want or you know I think expectations of yeah a lot of us have survived stuff
1: and the problem is is they've got to follow Sasha who is a big act to follow I don't I don't and... know how much that's taken into consideration when they're going right who are we going to crown as the next drag superstar but you know if you're, if you're following on from someone like Sasha Velour who is an incredibly intelligent very well educated knows what she's saying playing kind of queen with a very particular style as well how do you move on from that you know do you do you have to go for a polar opposite and think right we've had we've had a sasha now we need to go for a eureka or do you kind of try and build on that
2: that's a really good question whether or not they try to balance things like that i have no
0: idea yeah i, I don't know how room makes the thing but it, it is actually a consideration too if you think about it if you go from somebody who's that cerebral or you know you go from somebody like bianca you know who's yeah. so cerebral and and comedy and just so full of life i guess you know to then somebody like sasha and or, or bob and then sasha to then Violet kind of, and know, bob and sasha pilot who no <laughs> <laughs> I shouldn't say that I like Violet.
1: I saw okay. Violet a couple of weeks ago. She was amazing.
0: Bren and I saw her actually on a panel at DragCon, and I was actually very—I I had been kind of eh, about her before, except that I know she's like fabulous looks as a person, her her personality, and just like her talking on the in the panel at that point actually endeared her to me very much Mm. so yeah i liked her a lot better
3: afterwards yeah
0: yeah her her not you know look at me you know drag race persona was so much more engaging and intelligent that i was like okay now i get it
1: we saw the work the world tour so it was there was a selection of them there's like there's detox and latrice and violet and valentina and kennedy davenport and somebody else I'm forgetting but oh lady bunny was hosting as well and there's and somebody else but i've forgotten who the other oh sharon it was sharon and it was interesting because i thought i kind of went in with preconceived ideas of to uh, as to who i was expecting to be great and who i was expecting to like and be a bit like about and violet was one of the ones i was just expecting a look and not much else and then she did her aerial hoop stuff and actually she was one of the highlights and surprisingly latrice was not one of my highlights of that night at all i was like what's going on? <laughs> like, no. And Valentina just smiled and looked pretty and didn't really do very much else. But... Oh, that's what but Valentina does. Valentina does yeah. <laughs>
0: best, yes. Yeah. I, I am so shocked by that one. <laughs> At least, yeah, so so Valentina lived up to expectations. Yeah. And That's just a bummer about uh, yeah. Latrice because yeah. I've not seen Latrice perform but I just always assumed she'd be like this powerhouse. So, Oh,
1: like, she was a powerhouse. She just, it, yeah. was, it was just a weird act. Oh, and then, and then Detox broke the law which was marvelous.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Do tell
1: <laughs> You're not allowed to smoke anywhere in a public building in the in well, in the UK, but there's the in England and Scotland this is very boring and tedious, but in England and Scotland there's allowances for smoking for theatrical performance purposes. In Wales, not a bit of it. You can't smoke on in a TV studio, you can't smoke on stage. So if there's any wow. requirement for smoking I went to see we went to see Funny Girl, the musical and there's a scene where they're all smoking and they were all just like, smoking with protect- unlit cigarettes, and it looked weird. But Detox came on, like, lit up a joint and smoked this joint through her And it was amazing. It was, like, it was one of the highlights of the night, and then she put the thing out on her tongue at the end of it. But, yeah, I, there's oh, wow. a little bit of me sat there going, oh, my God, the laws, the laws she's breaking right now. <laughs> but, yeah, anyway, sorry, I digress.
0: That's good. We, we like the digression, especially you you're finding out about people, because, um, you know, we've... S- between the three of us we've seen a number of people doing the like solo shows but we've seen Pandora and Ben de la Creme and
1: oh, I love Jinx uh,
0: and Jinx right and yeah. Ren has seen uh, Bianca? Bianca yeah uh and then like i said we, we saw the sort of things at drag too i don't remember, we just went down a tangent and that's okay uh, somebody <laughs> dragged me back that's <laughs> okay back to the, you know, the, the the queens leave the stage then to untucked right yes we went to untucked and first things in untucked we got more drinkies so <laughs> which you know considering they've been standing around under hot lights for probably like three to four hours cause I or remember, five uh, or six yeah. yeah pandora said like a, a runway stuff and the deliberations or the, the critiques and stuff take forever because multiple takes and so yeah they were parched and they had lots of drinks um, well they had one drinks, drink yeah. ever since i think it was jujube got drunk
3: yeah. they're only allowed to have
0: one <laughs> go jujube yeah, that was uh for the the punk rock thing where yeah. Juju was like completely tanked. Yeah. You would think
2: that they were drunk, considering how much of a love fest this was. It was all like, "I love you so
0: much. I'm gonna miss all of you." Well, this is this is California, so the, it's a, it's a weed legal state. So we don't know if there was anything <laughs> else involved. <laughs> if anybody had any, you know, watermelon gummies or something else that. But yeah, they, it was everybody was like very mellow and very. It was very much a love fest, which I. I it's nice to see. I mean, I'm glad that there's actually camaraderie, because some years you've got all sorts of weird rivalries and, and bad vibes, and, oh, I've got to win you, bitch, go away. Um, so I just thought it was... It's nice to at least be going out on a fairly under Considering how much drama they were trying to push earlier in the season, Yeah, the lack of drama here was actually very nice for me.
2: I mean, I suppose by this point, it's like they've finished everything. Like, I mean, they still have to lip sync, but this is it for them for for season 10 so they can kind of relax at this point and it's like oh i don't have to you know make things out of shit from the dollar store anymore (laughs) or try to pretend to be a celebrity i'm done
0: yeah i mean they they know somebody but at that point they didn't know who was lip-syncing here and or who was going to be going into the finale but that's basically it it's like looks and lip-sync it's not you know some other huge challenge you know putting yourself through hoops etc so i think it's it's kind of good it's one of those things like you're like when you take exams you're finally done with exams you don't know what your results are going to be but you can finally just like take a breath and chill a bit so there was some discussion about lip syncing and what who was going to be lip syncing after this and also what they were going to be doing so aquaria then showed off how she could completely do all her moves in that gown which was to me very impressive i mean you know we talked about you know, the cutouts and all that, but it worked in her favor because she was like gyrating and twirling around and doing a lot in that dress, including sort of kind of what Cameron had done the week before with the legs in the air. And it was, it was kind of goofy. It was, it was adorable. Yeah. No, I've really, I've really warmed up to Aquaria quite a bit. Same here. And then um, we learned a lot more about Aquaria because uh, Aquaria and Asia basically had bonded and we got another unseen moment um, from the runway where they asked about you know how much you'd learned or what you'd gone on there and aquaria talked more about how much she had sort of connected with asia and i think it's kind of weird but we've talked about asia being mothering it almost feels like aquaria needed kind of like a big sister to kind of take her in and 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 smack her down when she needed to Mm. um as she did a couple weeks ago and i think that's been good for aquaria it's kind of matured her by finding a mentor as it were you know we don't i I know that aquaria has talked about having mentors like amanda lapore and other people on the drag scene in new york but i don't think she's had that Really, that kind of close relationship the way they've had here, because as uh, MC has mentioned, you know they're sequestered, and they're basically not interacting with anybody but the other queens, and only on stage they're not even allowed to do social stuff. So it's good that there was more. There, there's been this bond that got there, and Aquaria got weepy again, which was again endearing, because I think we're starting to see. A, I don't want to say a crack, but I think she's letting a little bit more of herself out. Uh, than when she started.
3: I found this whole Aquaria love fest really hard to swallow from from the standpoint of we spent two-thirds or three-quarters of the season having things edited so that, you know, Aquaria was just nothing but competitive nothing but you know all in her head all ego all the time and to have her have this sort of like 180 degree angle now she's where she's like nice to people and she's still she's still confident in what she does but people like her and you know she 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 interacts well with people and it's just like wait what no it just did not sit well with me
0: yeah I, I i'm wondering if that's like a function of the producers where they were trying to set her again because it seemed like they were trying to set up a lot of drama that either petered out or didn't quite go where they wanted it to early on in the season. So yeah, now they're sort of doing a 180. or the more cynical part of me is like, maybe she was like this beforehand, but they were trying to do the villain edit and it didn't quite work. And now it's like, Oh wait, she might, you know, she might win. She's got a 25% chance of being the winner in two weeks. So now we have to make her sympathetic and now we have to like show people why they should like her or not. So we're not having the problems or hate, you know, hate stuff on, uh, social media whatever i i don't know it, it... So in any
3: case, though, it sounds like that the editor—it seems that the producers kind of fell down on the job when it came to produ- you know, presenting Aquaria to the world. Because, you know, because if, if you have this this kind of discuss, you know differences between the two evil, but not evil anymore. You know, like you know, aloof, but not aloof anymore. And it's just like it, they, they should have you know thought about that a bit better before they actually released the episodes. I
1: also wonder if there's a point that possibly taking into consideration Aquaria's age and sort of the the kind of the kind of reputation she has in the in the real world or had in the real world prior to this whether it's just got to a point where it's down to four queens and she got to a point where she doesn't have her defenses up anymore because she's she's in a place where there isn't another queen like her like there's obviously there's the kind of slightly engineered Aquaria cracker thing going on. Cracker's gone now, but a lot of the young, young, young queens have gone and there's no one else who kind of gives that look and that style that Aquaria does and whether she's now feeling more kind of settled and comfortable and that she's kind of got to a place where she doesn't have to fight for her right to be there so much that she's kind of taken that breath and dropped the shoulders and, and gone. Okay, cool. I, I'm, sa- I'm safe. I'm safe like there's nobody who's going to push me out because they're doing me better than me
0: no i think that's very insightful and like i said i think some of it also is asia's influence because she Mm. smacked her down was it two episodes three episodes back where she just was like you know when you listen to yourself and that was kind of the epiphany moment it happened very quickly but it's possible that that's what happened in terms of just the timeline, because there's obviously been an influence, you know, in, in, you know, in terms of like you know, Mother Lion and, and Cub here where you know, she got the smackdown and suddenly she was kind of like towing the line a little bit more and saying, oh, wait, yeah, there are other people outside of my, you know, my frame of reference here. I can actually yeah. interact with people. So I think it's a little bit of it, but. I do think that to some extent, but I we, we got this feeling even, you know, during All Stars too that the producers and sometimes the narrative that they're trying to build don't quite work the way they want them yeah. to. I, I don't know. But I I did feel like they're almost paving the way for an Aquaria win or, or, or close to it so they want people to, to relate to her more, which they probably should have done a little bit more beforehand because earlier on they were trying so hard to make her the villain and so hard to make her just likable in spite of her constant win. So I sometimes don't know what The producers where their heads are at
3: well they sometimes don't know where their heads are are at either (laughs) considering some of the challenges they came up with this season
0: that's true Mm. they sat on cake
3: yeah
0: (laughs) they never did quite nail what they wanted with the evil twin last week uh it was a mess uh then we got the video from cameron's mom and that was i have to say cameron's mom is awesome I, i just like thank you cameron's mom you're you're just wonderful and and delightful and and so loving and caring and um there was also It was kind of, you know, ironic or whatever that there was the quote about there's no such word as can, you know, and just the stuff that Cameron had talked about himself earlier so suddenly about his dad suddenly came out as things that the dad would have said. So you always get the, you know, again, it's editing, but it almost felt like, well, his father's watching over all this and you know, speaking from on high And that was a very sweet moment And then poor Asia got hit by You know, lack of family And I actually got, I felt for her immediately Like I could see what was going on there And I, I've, I think we've all been there Done that at certain times Where other people are in the midst of things And you're suddenly like, wait, but what about me? I don't have this thing So I, I felt really badly So I give the producers or whoever decided To like make sure that Asia was not left out And like, you know, sort of sitting there Like you know, sticking out like a sore thumb without family and at least finding somebody who cared about her and and to to call in and and keep track of her too.
2: Was there ever a video of her Aquaria?
0: I can't remember. I thought it was her mom, but I don't remember now. It's possible. I mean, like, I try to pay attention. I I track of who
3: gets videos. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I I thought everybody actually, I, I know Cracker did and, um eureka did blair did i don't remember if monet did but i I, for some reason i think aquari got parents but i I could be wrong i'll have to go check it's also possible they got them we just never saw them on screen because from asia's reaction it really felt like she was the only person who didn't ever get one at all so it may be for time they could have always gotten
1: fifi (laughs)
0: Does Aisha actually acknowledge Fifi as her daughter anymore?
1: She has never, she was never mentioned when the O'Hara dynasty was brought up, because I was like,
0: uh, Fifi, anyone? (laughs)
1: Uh, I was like, nope, nope, never mentioned again.
2: I I mean, like, as I understand it, like, she's only just tangentially like, actually her drag daughter. It was more of kind of Fifi took her name and kind of, you know, copied some looks And act stuff from her, and it it was just like, "So you're gonna do this?" And Fifi's like, "Yes, I'm totally gonna do this." It's like, okay, I
0: guess. Fifi's Fifi. (laughs) (laughs) She is a. Uh, entity enter herself so then they went through all this stuff that was left behind in the workroom which was you know it was, it's was kind of like it almost felt like one of those montages or whatever in, in TV shows and again you know where it's the end of the year or the end of term and people are suddenly going on and we get the little flashback and oh here's you know Monet's sponge and we should have gotten a clip of the sponge and here's Miss, you know, Miss Cracker's like thing butterfly head and then we get the thing and it just you know it felt like one of those reminiscent things so but boy a lot of people left a lot of stuff
2: yeah. <laughs> well they they do only have a couple of bags and I'm sure like monet took the sponge dress so maybe there was something else that couldn't fit in like um i know for season five after ivy leaves you can see her photo dress in the workroom the entire time because she just couldn't fucking bother to put that back into her bag as somebody who's done a photo dress those things are really hard to fold
0: yeah you know and and i know you know there were wigs and stuff and but we we got yet another sponge Um, i just like have no idea it just feels like one of the the You know, crew went out and just kept buying sponges and hiding them around the room. That would not shock me. Yeah. No, seriously, it seems like there were way too many sponges. So then we went back to the judges deliberating and talking about the queens while they were busy wandering around the uh, Mm workroom. And we got a lot of looks, looks, looks from Aquarius. Everybody loves Aquarius. Looks, she's a looks. And apparently she's one of the top five. Looks, girls, ever. Yeah, so it's like, okay, Rue. You know, last week Rue said
3: that she was the you know, one of the you know top ten what dresses what for whatever. And now she's like one of the top five queens in general. So it's like, okay, why are we having the rest of this episode? And why do we have two more episodes? Just give her the crown.
0: We're done. You know. Yeah, Rue Rue is another one, seemingly with stars in her eyes. And I don't think she's normally gushed that much over somebody. Mm. It just was odd. She
2: has a couple of times. And I'm okay with it, just because Rue does get very enamored of looks. But then she doesn't always give them the crown. I mean, look at the people that she was talking about. She meant Detox was mentioned in there. And it's like... um, for season five, detox didn't even make top three. So yeah, but but
3: Raja got the crown and and Violet got the crown. So and right. those are the three things. And the, the only other queen mentioned in that list was Angie. <laughs> Angie. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I don't know who uh, Michelle jumped in with that, so I don't know who the the fifth contender actually was. I couldn't even think of somebody looks-wise. Aquaria is a looks queen. There is no...
2: But she does have other stuff and they did point that out. I think the one thing that we can get from this, I mean, I would hardly call this judging. This was gushing. It's like, here's everything good about all of the queens. And also Todrick was super thirsty over Cameron.
0: (laughs) Oh, yeah. Todrick just, like, wants to date you know, half of the, the cast at this point. Then, yeah, Asia, they were talking about how she's a seasoned performer and so likable. And she gets the concept of, like, community and responsibility, which, I mean, that's something I personally, like, really respect about Asia. So, that's, like, all the good things about Asia and her looks. And the uh, there was a mention of the Tweety Bird dress again, which is yes. fabulous. And uh, then Eureka, the fact that she's a survivor, arriving from the ashes. She's broken through on so many levels. And, you know, again, you know, it's it's good that we have a, another big girl in the top three, top four. But I just really want a big girl to, to win the crown, finally. Um, I don't know if is the one to do it. But it's got to happen at some point. And then Cameron, she works hard. You know, she's tough. She's a good competitor. And Ross kind of mentioned the lyrics and of the song again. So then we everybody came back. And Rue told them that they were all going to lip sync for their life. And I, I found it kind of funny. And maybe it's just, we're not in the midst of things. Um, as, you know, we're not competitors in the middle of this big thing. But... From last week, when they were just showing the promos for this week, and they kept showing, when Rue was saying, oh, this big dramatic, and, you know, I have decided that for elimination, dot, 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 you know, cut to the next thing, I was like, nobody's getting eliminated. We're going to yeah. have a top four. Yeah. It yeah. just like, So for the queens to all be like, oh, my God, what if it's only two of us? What if they, like, crown us tonight? And, like, I don't know if that was for the camera, if they really... You know, because they're kind of divorced from everything. They forgot what's happened in the past. But it just seemed, like, glaringly obvious that this is where it was going. They so. literally
2: have not crowned anyone, like, without a big finale since season three. Mm. It's like, it's... it's. I mean, unless you count all-stars, which I don't know. Especially
3: not
0: all-stars, too. Well, all-stars three is a bit, you know... I'm still salty over that, too. So. Well,
3: yeah, that was good until the last episode, though.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's true. Um, And... and we did get the kitty girl video yeah um so it just seems like we knew there was going to be you know some kind of competition something's going to happen in the finale and we'll have four people doing whatever they're doing probably i'm guessing it's gonna be a similar format to last time with some kind of lip sync and you know putting people up against each other. But mm-hmm. I just thought it was funny. But anyway, they lip synced to Call Me Mother by Rue. Available on iTunes. Ping. Uh, the one thing that I wish, because I thought it was a really good lip sync, I really wish we were not getting like cutaways and voiceovers, because I kind of wanted to watch the performance. I get that they were sh- kind of pressed for time and also wanted to do the whole final and this is what was going on in my head while i was doing this thing but i would have liked to have seen the full performances instead of like suddenly cutting to talking head of cameron or but there really wasn't that much of a performance they couldn't do anything they couldn't move yeah that's true
3: it's it's like you know (laughs) flap their arms and and, and rap. they couldn't and and, and walk around a bit they couldn't you know uh, other than aquaria they couldn't even like you know like they couldn't death drop. They couldn't, like, you know, get on the floor and any things. thing. You know, no gymnastics. They couldn't, you know, even, like, bend far, in some cases, it looked like. And it's like, oh, and you're going to lip sync. And so I think we almost had to give it to all four of them because, you know, they couldn't move. And so they couldn't give very good lip sync, you know.
0: Yeah. And I, I, I honestly think, you know, at that point, the producers and or Rue had decided everybody was going on to the next thing. And somebody would have had to do something really unbelievably tragically bad to suddenly be like yeah i know you we're only getting three of you so
1: well, like pick somebody up you mean
0: i have a
2: theory (laughs) i think that they were thinking about getting rid of cameron before this episode because cameron was in the bottom three times in a row right before this but cameron did really well today like she looked fabulous i think her Part on the, the the song was probably the best so i think if this were any other week cameron would have won
0: so cameron yeah. Yeah. wins
2: by getting to stay around
0: yeah i mean i think there was like i said you know somebody would have had to do something tragically awful to to not so I, it wasn't like oh we can only have this three spots and whatever our finale is going to be only works for three people but yeah i, I agree that Cameron was probably they didn't expect her to kind of like rise to the the top the way she did
1: it it really annoys me on every and it was pointed out Nessie my other half said it when we were watching it today it was like Cameron's like somebody said to Cameron yeah but you've you've like you've won three lip syncs I'm like no 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 you haven't won three lip syncs you've come second from last three times that's that's not (laughs) winning a lip sync is not a good thing that's just one step away from losing
0: the dynamics of how things work sometimes just is confusing but yeah because yeah you bottom two so yeah you won by being penultimate you know the second to second to worst not the worst um but all four are going to the finale and they're going to be counting the fan votes and i know i've been looking at social media and stuff and not surprisingly the instagram queen with the many many followers seems to be getting lots of Support on Instagram (laughs) at least. And on Um, Twitter too. Yeah, and because many, many followers. Um I'm sorry after what happened
2: with All Stars Three. I don't believe that anymore. Yeah, I was gonna say I don't know how
0: much it actually I don't know whether it's like make the fans feel good and then Rue is still gonna do whatever Rue wants or and the producers or if there is some weighing in on this stuff. I, I I don't know. It's it's hard to tell, but uh, I've just been paying attention, and it seems like Eureka and Cameron are kind of in the bottom. It's the the main people are uh, Asia and Aquaria, at least on the instagram looks uh, n- numbers that i've seen um so next week we've got the reunion show which i think will be interesting to see what everybody has to say coming back and then two weeks from now we will have the finale we'll see where this goes from here we've got four fairly strong contenders and we'll see what happens mm-hmm. and so we're but we're in the home stretch so usually at this point in time is when we decide who gets the charisma uniqueness nerve and talent awards for the week so uh, who do we deserves the charisma award shockingly week. i think it was aquaria this week i thought she was very personable this
2: week you cringed at yeah, me I, w- I saw it
0: <laughs> <laughs> no i was gonna say i for me it was i think it it's a tie between aquaria which again is shocking for me and asia I you know, just think Asia like really came through a lot on a different level. Chris, what do you think?
1: Yeah, I think I think I think I agree. I think it's a, it's a, it's a hard call between Aquaria and Asia, but purely because we've seen quite a lot of Asia being that kind of person before. I think on on a I, th- I think it would have to be Aquaria for me, just because it we're seeing we're seeing a new side.
3: And Ren Cameron, <laughs> <laughs> just just to be just to be, well, just to be different. And you know, for her, she she's she tried really hard. And she came out She came out a bit. And, you know, I have to give her props for her, even at the end, to say, okay, well, I'll try being with you, these other girls, and it didn't work out. Her conversation with Rue and, and Michelle was just, like, more than we've heard from her a lot, so the fact that she was actually able to open up at least that much, I you know, have to give her props for that.
0: Okay, then uniqueness.
2: Okay, I might have hated that dress, but it was unique, so I went with Eureka.
0: <laughs> 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 yeah, I... It was, it was definitely a different take you know sometimes uniqueness doesn't necessarily mean a win or the, the right form of uniqueness but i I think i agree with you in terms of eureka it was definitely different and different than what we've seen from anybody else yeah definitely Eureka for yeah.
1: me too she's she's unique in every way
0: which is which is awesome really yeah. um and then oh, yeah. all right nerve and sometimes the uh, Just so you know, sometimes we give it nerve just because somebody has pushed through so much. And sometimes it's just the sheer nerves, ball, chutzpah, whatever you want to call, of somebody. And so Aquaria, I think, has probably been the the lead winner of this one all season.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I'd give nerve to Cameron this week because Cameron stepped up and and opened up. uh, And that does take a lot of balls, you know. Very well tucked balls, albeit, <laughs> but, but balls nonetheless. You know, it, it, it sometimes it does. It takes a lot to kind of to, to stand up and say, "Yeah, I'm." You know, I struggle with being shy and, and and being outgoing and that that's not me but you know i think yeah i think this week she she did herself proud she 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 took some risks
0: yeah i i definitely agree with you because i think she's broken out of a shell of her own making you know yeah much more so than, than before and and as ren said we've really seen much more of her and more of her, her actual personality this week
2: i went with asia because asia was so nervous going into this because of everything that happened in the the share the Rusicle and she freaking killed it so- So, you know, whatever nerves she had, she did really
3: well. I can't decide. So (laughs) let's move on.
0: (laughs) So let's move on to (laughs) T. Finally, talent. Oh, man, this one's hard for me. So somebody else jump in. Well, I went with
2: Cameron because I think, like I said, I think Cameron would have won this episode if it wasn't the final four. And also I gave awards for everybody else. So it kind of worked out really neatly that I had four queens and four awards. (laughs)
0: You are a very fair judge. I'll
2: pass
3: to Chris.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's not fair. Um, Asia, I think. Yeah. For, for similar reasons to MC gave it to gave her, gave her the nerve one. I think she found, she found talent where she was worried and concerned about, about not having it from the previous challenge. She actually, she came good. I think, yeah, I think it'd be Asia this week for me for, for talent.
0: Because I always, you know, go with the flow except when I don't um yeah I, I think Asia definitely because the, the the floor work was just unbelievable mm-hmm. and for somebody who like couldn't dance or thought she couldn't dance in the share show and to suddenly be going on the floor and moving around like that was just mind-blowingly good so yeah she she found the talent but I'm also I'm, I'm gonna give it also to Cameron because the fact that Cameron suddenly just realized she had a talent for singing um, and just the way she belted out that song and really found herself, I think that was and and the song lyrics too. I think she gets a kudos for that one also.
3: Yeah, I'd, I'd go with Asia for the same reasons, but I also have to give it to Aquaria, which is like shocking for me. I know, <laughs> but I really thought her perform, her her dance performance was was flawless. You know, it was very smooth. It was it said, like said said, it was very Madonna, very kind of that old blonde. ambition. I think it was a bland ambition tour with yes. the, with the. Uh, yeah yeah. Mm -hmm. and there's it's just i thought it was really outstanding and and you know it's like okay you do good girl
0: okay so um that wraps up that part of it um like i said we've got the reunion show next week which i think will be hopefully it'll be fun and not boring um you know sometimes some reunions are sort of like there and others kind of give us shocking moments so
1: and then there's
0: uh, and, 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 you know, a lot of, we'll see how much shade is thrown next week. And then we've got the finale, which honestly, I think it's anyone's bag, you know, it, because we have Chris here. Um, I just, and, you know, not everybody has read your blog post from January about drag. Just tell everybody a little bit, you know, what you've been doing and, um, you know, how you got into drag and why it interests you
1: on the on the surface of it it seems like a really not necessarily that obvious thing for people who, who may not know me as well. I think I got well, I got I got into drag kind of by accident when I was about I, I don't know, about ten or eleven years old. I've got a um that's my mum's goddaughter, Rosie, who We always used to go and stay with her family during the summer holidays for a couple of weeks and we'd watch a film every night and Rosie is amazing and fabulous and introduced me through various video, VHSs We're going back that far, you know, like we watched Priscilla Queen of the Desert, we watched The Bird Cage and it was Priscilla Queen of the Desert was the first thing I watched and I, I don't remember thinking it was odd, but I remember, especially the um, the I Will Survive bit in the desert just stuck with me. Something just kind of went, actually, you know, because I was a really, really shy kid. Really shy kid. Like, painfully shy. I hated not having my mum somewhere within eyesight, basically. Like, I'd always be hiding behind my mum, didn't like to be away from home, didn't like to stay at friends' houses, got homesick, all of that kind of thing. Really anxious kid. And around the same time, I'd started sort of dabbling in doing the high school shows and joined a youth theatre. And watching Priscilla suddenly made me realise that when you put on a wig or a makeup or costume, and it doesn't have to be dressing as a woman or anything like that, but you become somebody else there's something about that film even like looking back on it that's quite a quite an intellectual thing for an 11 year old to come up with but it, i don't think i even realized it at the time but what it what it was was that you see, you see these three guys who in all in in some way shape or form are all miserable for one reason or another but the minute they put on the wig and the minute they get into the costume and the heels and the makeup become somebody else and all of those things all those worries and sad times and whatever you have all just drift away and happiness and laughter and love take over. And I thought, do you know what? That's fucking brilliant, actually. There's something about that culture and that style of performance that drag is that just encapsulates all of that kind of that freedom and that sort of two fingers up to to people who say you can't do that or you can't do whatever you want you can't be this you can't be that it's like no fuck you be be whoever you want to be and if that being who you want to be is getting up on a stage and wearing makeup and heels when you're a man then awesome you know and it's something that's always stuck with me and I you know like I, I mentioned earlier there's this sort of what I call the sort of three stages of Chris there's Chris who's at home there's a version of Chris which is to some extent the Chris you're getting on this because it's a sort of public persona Chris and then there's Chris that you see playing characters you know in Harry Potter or on stage or whatever I'm doing and they're three different people and I think it's it's a very similar thing to that it's 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 a freedom and it's and it's allowance to be whoever you want to be with absolutely no judgment that's that's a wonderful thing and I, I think the fact that I wrote that blog post in January uh at the same time that I'd just been to see Sasha uh Sasha Valor live we, we didn't pay for meet and greet tickets because we're cheapskates and we thought this is you know we didn't really know what to expect it was the first thing we'd properly been to see but we got there and we were like actually we stuff it let's let's just do it bought the tickets and we were the first in line um and we we got to meet sasha and everything that sasha is and everything you see from sasha when you when you see a performance is so raw and so emotional that it it kind of made me it it brought a lot of that back to me it kind of made me go hang on this is this is what i love about performance and it it, performance is, is is a wonderful thing and yeah and and it's um yeah it was a really emotional really emotional experience for me i didn't really expect it to be that and i think it kind of took me slightly slightly by surprise
0: no that that's wonderful to hear i we as i said we are all cosplayers and customers here and a friend of mine wrote an article and she's actually thinking about writing a thesis about sort of gender identity and cosplay and drag and the lines between cosplay and drag have been blurring a lot more And you're seeing a lot more like drag queens yeah. doing cosplay type stuff which is amazing and i think that's that's part of the cosplay experience also because you're putting on a different we're all born naked and the rest is drag as we're says and yeah we're all kind of putting you know when you put on a wig when you put on a costume you know whether you're playing the doctor or whether you're playing you know a harry potter whether you're playing a superhero or whatever um it's it's similar stuff because you don't have to be yourself and you can sort of break out and and do whatever you you want to do you become somebody else and it's it's very liberating i think
1: it's a it's a wonderful thing and i think the fact that drag race is bringing that to a much wider and much more diverse audience as well it can it can only be a good thing you know i mean i know there's some sort of concern within certain parts of the queer community that drag race is sort of slightly commercializing and slightly degrading what drag is but I think I think for every every bit of subculture you do need an easy way in sometimes and it's it's only if you've got an easy way in that you can you can find the things that your your particular niche or your particular kink or quirk or whatever it is that You've, you end up following you need there has to be a mainstream way in otherwise you don't otherwise you can't get through the door you know and I think I think the fact that drag race is making it acceptable to talk about drag to to do drag to to be gay to be queer to be what trans whatever you class yourself as call yourself whatever it, i think the fact that it's it's there and it's mainstream and it is becoming part of pop culture can only be a good
0: yeah i, I don't know if you have anything like hot topic stores over there um it's sort of mall goth um, yeah we don't now, now mall, not, yeah, not so, mall yeah it's mall geek now yeah but uh, yeah they're now selling drag race they have you know they sell drag queen t-shirts and they had uh, limited edition the funko pop yeah a uh, couple of drag queens so so it's very becoming very mainstream even though it's still sort of kind of calendar culture and i think one of the things the show is starting it has been showing us the evolution of drag because you know when i was younger i never would have thought of somebody like sharon needles or somebody like alaska and then somebody like sasha um or even even aquarius looks it's like far different than you know the pageant girls or what have you so even though it's mainstream i think it's evolving and it's changing the culture is finding other ways to subvert the what drag is or what we used to think drag was if that makes any sense so i think it's a great thing and i I find it you know fascinating especially because you know you identify um your blog as being a straight man who you know digs drag which is great because again that's subverting the the stereotype of who does drag or
1: you know i also identify as a gay man who fancies women and not men so (laughs) (laughs) I'm just me. I don't. I don't really bother with. Somebody asked me the other day about this, and I, I just said, I don't. You know, they're like, so, so you're straight. Then I was like, I'm just. I'm just me. What does it matter? <laughs> it doesn't matter. Yeah. No. It's it's awesome yeah. because I,
0: I think a lot of times, especially these days, there's like micro labeling where it's like you know you can't be by. You can't just be by. You can't just be this. You can't be that. You have to be demi, semi, hemi, this and that and the other thing. And there's so many like labels and so many compartmentalizations. And sometimes there's no there isn't a label for it or a name for it you're just you know people need to be themselves and, and not worry about what it's called sometimes mm. so I, I think it's fabulous you know it's um and like i said you know i had seen the blog post because i you know i was following you just mainly because of harry potter and we found this whole other side of you and it's, it's great because now you're here with us talking drag race and,
1: and i'm so pleased to be here thank you so much <laughs> for having me
0: well you're welcome to come back anytime you'd like oh god um, don't say things
1: like that to me me <laughs>
0: You say it like it's a bad thing. You know, there's, there's, there's three of us, but we're, you know, we're always happy to, to, to make it a party. So I think that wraps it up. All right. So again, thank you so much, Chris, for, you know, do you have any upcoming projects or anything you want to plug before we, we end here? I know you just did a Big Finish audio, uh, Torchwood.
1: I did. Um, yes, that is out now. I don't, wherever you buy these things, probably iTunes.com. I don't know. Um, but uh, it, and
0: Big Finish.com where
3: subscribers get more. Ex-
1: well, that, exactly. <laughs> what she said
0: as doctor who fans we actually know the big especially ren know the big finnish people very very well nick and, and jason and, and all them so uh what's the title i know it's torchwood but it's torchwood, it's torchwood-
1: believe i believe yeah okay it's, it's the new one okay. where um without spoiling anything the the whole gang are back together
0: okay i do need to pick that up anyway so it's no. very i have
1: to say it's very good i had I, they sent me a copy obviously they sent me a copy of it so i could listen to it and we listened to it in a car long car journey the other day and it is it's very good it's very good they big finish do what they do incredibly well um so yeah i just did that recently i've got a potential stage project coming up at the end of the year in the uk which would be nice back on stage hopefully for the first time in 10 years uh, nice. i'm directing my first ever short film in four weeks three weeks time yeah it's busy times and attending conventions all over the world of course <laughs> And seeing Bianca uh, Del Rio on August the first as well. So. Nice. Oh, you'll enjoy it yeah. so
3: much. She's, she's her show is
0: fabulous.
1: Fortunately, yes. we're sat nowhere near the front, so I think we're going to be safe. But.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And, and I know from from what Rena said, I hope you've gotten the the meet and greet for that because uh, Bianca. Just even from seeing like her backstage stuff and her little clips, she just is, she seems wonderful yeah. in the audiences. So we love Bianca. Okay, so thank you again, thank um, you. And like I said, open door anytime you want to come. You're more than welcome to join us. That said, uh, this is the end of this week and we will see y'all next week for the reunion. And so, this is Jan and Ren and
3: MC and Chris.
2: Bye Bye!
0: Bye. Bye. Bye.